Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a little bit from virtually every important corner of the sports universe. Did you know that the first preseason training camp in the NFL is now less than one week away? Your Panthers get started a little bit later than that. July 24th will be the big launch date for the 2019 edition of our state's NFL representative. Once again, at Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Some teams get underway as early as July 17th. The NFL is creeping back into our minds as other things are on the front burner as we speak. At Wimbledon, tennis fans have a lot to be excited about. Serena Williams, the GOAT, will be playing for her record 24th Grand Slam singles title. That's tomorrow at the All England Club. On the men's side, spoiler alert, the three greatest players ever all are in action today. Two are playing each other as we speak, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. They have had an amazing rivalry head-to-head -head for a long time. Nadal has had the better of that one. And a guy who's had the better of both Nadal and Federer head-to-head, -head, Novak Djokovic, spoiler alert, won earlier today and will be waiting for the Federer-Nadal winner in Sunday's men's singles finale. Those three guys have the most Grand Slam singles titles on the men's side of that great sport. Serena, of course, is alone in what they call the open era, seeking that 24th Grand Slam singles title. We'll see if she can get that done tomorrow. We'll see who's holding the men's trophy on Sunday. We also have some NBA to get into. We have a platform that has been voted the most popular in the history of sports radio. It's called Free For All Friday. What does it mean? Four days a week. And we have U.S. presidents, we have Hall of Famers dropping by left and right, Dabo Sweeney, Tony Bennett, Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, guys from the college and the pro ranks. Four days a week, you follow our lead. Great guests from the media, athletes, coaches, etc. One day a week, we follow your lead. Now, we do have a couple of guests, and it involves a Hall of Famer. Torrey Holt, later this year, will be inducted. He already knows he's going in, but the ceremony is not until later this year. Torrey Holt, NC State legend, Super Bowl champion, and seven-time Pro Bowler at the NFL level, All-American for the Wolfpack back in 1998. He's part of the class of 2019 for the College Football Hall of Fame. Someday he'll likely be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We will celebrate such things with Torrey, who's not really joining us to talk about himself as much, but he's excited, I'm excited, about an event one week from today. It is the 17th annual Bill Dooley Pigskin Preview. It takes place at the Embassy Suites in Cary. You can learn more right now, if you like, as the featured speakers will include David Cutcliffe of Duke, Mac Brown of Carolina, Dave Doran of NC State, Mike Houston, the new guy at ECU, and Trey Oliver, the new guy at North Carolina Central University. This is the only event on planet Earth that gets all of those triangle area plus, if you will, college football head coaches in the same place at the same time having fun. There are speeches, but there's a lot of goofiness as well. You can actually learn more or register at nffbilldooleychapter.org. It's part of the National Football Foundation, raises money for a great cause. So be entertained one week from today. It is a luncheon. 
the 17th annual Bill Dooley Pigskin Preview at the Embassy Suites and Carry. The website again, nffbilldooleychapter.org. Tori Holt will drop by to start our second hour. That leaves first hour wide open for free-for-all Friday phone calls. That can be questions. That can be comments. That can be complaints. That can be Women's World Cup or U.S. Women's National Team leftovers. They were named the Team of the Year over the Patriots and the Red Sox and the Toronto Raptors and the Clemson football Tigers and the Virginia basketball Cavaliers, among others. The U.S. women did claim that prize at the ESPYs earlier this week, even as equal pay and other parts of their story linger out there in the international sports world. NC State is in some of the wrong headlines. It's confusing. Compliance issues usually are. We were able to answer a lot of Wolfpack fans' questions earlier this week. The NC State versus the NCAA has begun. The notice of allegations has arrived. You have questions. We have answers. NCAA compliance is something we've been doing for a long, long time now at the David Glenn Show. So we, you help us with some of our questions. We help you with those. We have not steered you in a wrong direction once over three-plus decades of covering such things. Remember, the FBI's investigation of college basketball is now done, and their evidence, their leftovers, if you will, have been scooped up by the governing body of college athletics. NC State is just the first school to receive what will be many notice of allegations, notices, if you will, in the coming weeks and months. The ACC Network debuts next month, and as the Big Ten is printing money, a long, long time after it launched its own conference-specific 24-hour channel. The Big Ten Network, 12 years ago, was born. It took a while to become profitable, but now it is making a huge difference financially for that successful college sports league. The SEC Network was actually the most successful launch in the history of such things. That happened five years ago next month, August 2014. So it'll be August 22. 2019 that the ACC network becomes a reality it's been in the planning stages for three plus years at this point and you depending on your TV provider right now may not have access to it is that a concern is there an end around no you can't watch Clemson against Georgia Tech next month play football unless you have the ACC network there's no stream or side door there is no legal way I'll put it other than subscribing to a carrier being a customer of a carrier that has the ACC network, now like a hundred do, some of them smaller, but the two biggest cable companies, Xfinity and Spectrum, are not yet carrying the ACC network. So if you're a customer, you got some decisions to make as deals can be done close to the deadline, but at least for now, if you're a Dish Network satellite customer, you're not getting the ACC network. If you're a Spectrum customer, an Xfinity customer on the cable side, you're not getting it. Some fiber companies are carrying it. Some have not yet agreed. Now, all of them are involved in negotiations, but that is a huge, huge fork in the road financially and otherwise for the ACC, which, of course, calls the great state of North Carolina home with the headquarters in Greensboro and four of the original member schools located right here in our backyard. The NASCAR boys are in Kentucky. The PGA guys are playing a more routine event this week, and then it's off to the British Open, remember, the fourth and final major of the calendar year starting next Thursday. If you have questions or comments about any of the things that I've mentioned, they are fair game. You can take us elsewhere. For example, I know that in the NHL, 
Caniacs don't sleep on hockey anymore. Now that their Carolina Hurricanes matter again, they have off-season questions, as do Panthers fans. Maybe not as much Hornets fans as they contemplate being one of the least relevant teams in the NBA this coming season. If you're a fan, of though, of Russell Westbrook, who's on the move, Chris Paul, North Carolina's own, Wake Forest's own, Clemens, North Carolina's own, Chris Paul is on the move again and maybe on the move yet again. Like he hasn't even unpacked in Oklahoma City, and he's expected to be traded one more time at this later stage of his career prior to the start of the upcoming season. Former Duke star Grayson Allen is also in today's basketball headlines for reasons that we'll get to. If you're a baseball fan, the regular season resumed last night with just one game. Today is actually back to the full schedule of Major League Baseball action now that the All-Star break is over. It is not, by the way, a perfect half-season break. There are about 90 or so games that have already been played. So you're past the midway point of the 162-game marathon we call the regular season in MLB. You know the headliners. The Yankees and the Astros are leading the pace in the AL. The Dodgers and the resurgent Braves are setting the pace in the National League. We could talk baseball. Josh Norman called his experience earlier this week running with the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Y'all have heard of that. Maybe some of you have been there and can share a story today. Josh Norman called that experience the charismatic, flamboyant former Panthers cornerback. Seems hard to impress most of the time. He called the running with the Bulls, quote, one of the greatest days of his life. If you have a first-person sports experience and you didn't get in earlier this week on the Josh Norman question of the day, what would measure up to that description for you personally? One of the greatest days of my life, Josh Norman said. If you've seen the video, he actually leapt over a running bull, and it was a somewhat close call, making his family and agent and current team, the Washington Redskins, probably a little nervous. He was not injured. He seems to be okay. You can chime in on that topic if you'd like, as Free For All Friday often allows those who couldn't get in with the lines jammed from Monday through Thursday. You have much of this three-hour platform to jump in with your question, comment, or complaint today. This morning, ECU joined UNC in and NC State who previously had approved more wide-scale alcohol sales at college sporting events. If you didn't know what's going on there, the state of North Carolina used to prohibit such things in more contexts. The state lifted the prohibition. Now, that doesn't mean everybody has to do it, but public universities, one by one, are deciding whether they want to go down this road or, in some cases, further down this road. UNC Pembroke, for example, is a public university in our state. They have said, no, we're not doing the alcohol thing at our college sporting events. ECU, UNC, NC State all recently approved the more wider-scale alcohol sales than what we have seen in the past. Quick reminder, if you're a fan of private universities, Wake or Duke or Elon or a lot of the others, that we love to follow here in North Carolina. You didn't have to follow the rules in the first place. You got to make your rules because as a private university, at least in this context, you don't have to follow the rules set by the state legislature of North Carolina. David Ortiz is recovering from yet another surgery after his shooting in the Dominican Republic. There's a robot umpire that has been used for the first time in baseball history, not at the MLB level, but perhaps more on that story. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Grayson Allen, I'll get to those headlines as we welcome your phone calls. Christian is representing Appalachian State University. 
Will is representing William Peace University. Nathan Bernstein is in for the playing golf Darren Vaught. That dude doesn't get many breaks. Most of the time when Darren can't be here for the David Glenn Show, he's actually at work for somebody else, like ESPN3 or USA Baseball. The guy is a machine. He is actually on the golf course today, and I say that with a smile because he doesn't take many personal days of that sort. Nathan Bernstein filling in capably, as always, for Darren. We're all here for you to share conversation with. Tori Holt, live in about 45 minutes. Stephanie Reddy will be our basketball analyst of the day. NBA on TNT, NBA TV, with free agency almost done and some trades still flying. Which team's pieces fit together best as the NBA has offered once again some of the most compelling headlines of the entire offseason? 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. I'll give you Nadal Federer updates with spoiler alerts throughout today's program, and I'll tell you the answer to a crazy question. On opening night this coming season in the NBA, how many players will be able to say, I have played 10 or more years in this league, and they've all been with the same team whose uniform I'm still wearing right now. So fast forward to opening night. How many players? Think about it. Tom Brady's been with the Patriots in the NFL forever. How many years is that at this point? There are other examples in hockey and baseball. How many NBA players can say on opening night, remember Dirk Nowitzki just retired from the Dallas Mavericks. Russell Westbrook was just traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder, so he's not going to be the correct answer. Mike Conley was with the Memphis Grizzlies for a long time. He's been traded to Utah. Like, who's left? Who is left? Who has been... 10 or more years in the NBA with one and only one team, and he's still with that team as we project forward to opening night. It is an incredibly short list, folks. I will give you that answer as we welcome your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. One final tidbit. We may, we may, in turn will, back by popular demand after his performance on The Sandlot, Classic sports movie challenge earlier this week. The fan mail just came in in such volumes for intern Will that we begged him to come in on Free For All Friday. We asked him to prepare more dazzling details on a classic sports movie. He has done so, but because he knows the rules of Free For All Friday, he knows callers come first, listeners come first, one day a week, that is today. If we need intern Will, he has selected another classic sports movie. Philip did a great job on Caddyshack yesterday. Will did a phenomenal job on The Sandlot, or the day before that maybe. Classic sports movie challenge, that's with a question mark. Maybe we'll get to it, maybe we won't. Your phone calls are our priority every Friday. Here we go, 1-800-849-2761. Stephanie Reddy starts basketball talk in our third hour. Tori Holt starts football talk in our second hour. You can ramp up the conversation on the other side, 1-800-849-2761. Who is the one player? who will be able to make that statement on the opening night of the NBA's regular season. There's only one, believe it or not, at least for now. That answer and your calls next on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.
And Grayson Allen just got into the back of Grant Williams, and I think they're going to take a look at this. So Grayson Allen looked like he might have chucked Grant Williams. What are you doing? So flagrant one on Grayson Allen for unnecessary contact. It's everybody else's fault. It's never poor Grayson. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was Ryan Rucco and Dan Dockich on the call for ESPN. Memphis against Boston. It was just NBA Summer League action. But anyone who might have thought during Grayson Allen's time at Duke University, and remember, he spent four full seasons with Mike Krzyzewski in an era of a lot of one-and-done dudes, including in the Blue Devils context. Grayson was a four-year player, was a national champion, was actually an All-American. Unusual career path, remember? He was a national champion as a very little-used player as a freshman. But he gave them that boost in the Final Four, and everybody's like, what's Grayson Allen doing out there? And he actually lifted the Devils in desperate circumstances. Coach K, after that game, said, I'm not sure we would have won that without Grayson. Now, there were many other more important players as Duke won it all in 2015, but that was Grayson's freshman year. Like, only Duke fans knew who he was until the nation was introduced to him in, in the Final Four that year. Then the best year of his college career was a soft, as a sophomore. He's first-team All-ACC. He's second-team All-American. As a junior, he ramped up his reputation as a guy who either couldn't handle, you know, he needed anger management counseling or com competitive management counseling because he was tripping people on purpose. And after kind of an absurd defense in denial by some Duke officials, they eventually said, yeah, Grayson has a problem, and Grayson needs to be suspended. I think it was the Elon trip on purpose that put Duke over the edge. Indefinite suspension became a one-game suspension, but at least they were no longer enabling a problem that was clear-cut to every, the other 7 billion people on the planet. Grayson, this is as a pro, and it's not even, remember, his first summer league. Grayson Allen is a second-year pro, and Dockich and Ryan Rucco of ESPN were, I think, speaking not for everyone. I'm sure somebody will defend Grayson for his cheap shot or two in last night's game. Here's more audio from that. As remember, we opened the phone lines on Free For All Friday, 1-800-849-2761. The one update I promised, spoil alert from Wimbledon. Nadal and Federer are coming to the end of the first set, and they're at six games apiece, which means it's going to be close, of course. Nadal, in case you were wondering, is 24-15 and 15 all-time against Federer. However, two of the greatest of all time, where they play matters. Nadal is considered the king of clay. He is the greatest clay player in the history of tennis, and anybody who suggests otherwise has no idea what they're talking about. The GOAT debate is interesting and has a lot of interesting difference of opinion. There is no debate about the king of clay. It's Rafael Nadal. Now, you all know Wimbledon is on grass where Federer has done some of his best work. So it's still a close call. Again, Nadal has beaten Federer 24 of the, 19, of the 39 times. So it's 24 wins for Nadal, 15 for Fed, as it really comes down to the wire here in the first set. It is free-for-all Friday. That means questions, comments, and complaints. We may have a classic sports movie challenge, but we're picking over the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, NC State versus the NCAA, Women's World Cup leftovers, ACC Network, little NASCAR, little golf, little Wimbledon. Here's the rest of the audio from last night. 
as those who would like to step up for Jason, for Grayson Allen can if they would like. I also have a question related to just this morning, ECU joined UNC, NC State, and some of the other public universities in our state in approving wider-scale alcohol sales at college sporting events. Now, this is just another branch of the deviant part of my personality that I typically suppress. But aren't we at the point now, given this off-season development for college sporting events, shouldn't one of my favorite musicians of all time be sort of like the unofficial guitar player and songwriter for college sports in our state in 2019? Even if you're only mildly familiar with the legendary George Thorogood, George Thorogood, it feels like half of his greatest songs involve drinking. And at this point, you know, it only used to be the rich people in the luxury boxes or the folks at the private universities. Starting in 2019, the floodgates are opening and it ain't water pouring through those gates, folks. George Thorogood's greatest songs, and if you have a better song as a theme for the upcoming college sports season, like, I'm a fan of Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith. Now, I don't know if that's the best theme song now that the alcoholic floodgates are open. But just George, have you guys ever heard I Drink Alone? That's one of his famous ones. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer is practically a national anthem as far as I'm concerned. There's a, he actually has a song entitled If You Don't Start Drinking, I'm Gonna Leave. And I'm telling you, there's a lot more. Like, the, those are just a few of his alcohol-themed songs. Jimmy Buffett has offered Why Don't We Get Drunk, and, you know, he waters it down when the kids are in attendance. But you know the final word there, another perhaps anthem, now that the alcoholic floodgates have opened on college campuses at sporting events here across North Carolina. If you have a better song, I Love George and His Body of Work, as symbolic for these purposes. Red Solo Cup, I think, is universally celebrated at tailgate parties and other similar venues. We can have fun with that news from our North Carolina State University or our North Carolina State legislators first, and now these public universities, one by one, not all of them, but almost all of them, approving wider scale alcohol sales at college sporting events starting this fall. All right, here's the rest of the Grayson Allen audio, and then we'll get to your phone calls. Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul are on the move trade-wise in the NBA. You can jump in with your question, comment, or complaint now at 1-800-849-2761. Nathan, this is more from Ryan Rucco and Dan Dockett from the ESPN call as Grayson Allen got in trouble again, this time as an NBA player. And Allen swung at Williams, who's going back at him now. And that happened early, and Williams is right. Yeah, Williams, Williams is, is absolutely right. right. That yeah. happened earlier, yeah. and Allen's going to do that. But I've watched this. Williams set a legitimate back screen on Grayson Allen, and Grayson Allen responded, and I'm interested to see the replay because he did take a swing at Grant Williams. Uh, get him out of the game. I mean, it's, it's absurd. So Grayson Allen, a flagrant foul, penalty one. He has been ejected. Maybe Grayson Allen needs one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. You can jump in free-for-all Friday style right now at 1-800-849-2761. There may be weirder career paths, but think of this. 2014, McDonald's All-American, Grayson Allen in Jacksonville, Florida. 2015, national champion with that late but great 
debut at least to the national college basketball scene at the end of that freshman year as the Blue Devils cut down the nets for Coach K in 2015. The next year, he was off the charts. Like, he, he was one of the 10 best players in America, period. And if you don't remember that version of Grayson Allen, you ought to go back and look. He was that good, one of the best players in the ACC, yes, even as a sophomore, and yet he was not as good as a junior or a senior. Then came the intentional tripping episodes. One was against Louisville, I remember. One was against Florida State, I remember. And then the Elon example in the 2017 season. He was not even one of the 15 best players in the ACC as a junior. How many examples, like, some people ask, why do guys go pro early? And part of the agent's answer is, well, the longer they stick around, the more they nitpick you and find things that they don't like. If you leave off of the second team All-American, I was one of the 10 best players in America, who knows? I mean, maybe they believe in you, maybe they don't. But he hung around for a third year and went from top 10 player in all of America to not even top 15 player in his own conference. That's a weird career path. As a senior, he did have third team all ACC honors. And as a first year pro last year, he was a backup with the Utah Jazz. He even spent some time in the G League, the Salt Lake City Stars, as he averaged about 10 minutes a game or so with the parent club, the Utah Jazz. He was part of that Mike Conley trade from Memphis to Utah. So that's why here in the Summer League, Grayson Allen is wearing a Grizzlies jersey rather than one of the Utah Jazz. 1-800-849-2761. All right, the one thing I promised, and then another Federer-Nadal update in just a second. Your call's free-for-all Friday style. On opening night in the NBA, y'all can picture in your head right now an NFL player who's been at his team for the entirety of his pro career and it's a long, long time, and he's never been anywhere else, and he's staying with that team, and there's not going to be one of these late-career Carl Malone-style trades where you try to chase the ring for somebody else after, in Malone's case, remember, an eternity for the Utah Jazz. Tom Brady, drafted by the Patriots out of Michigan, famously in the sixth round, is still the quarterback for the New England Patriots. You could picture that person in Major League Baseball, not as long a list today as it was when I was a kid, but still there are plenty of examples. You could picture that list even in the NHL, where even many of the greatest players do get traded. Remember, you know, Wayne Gretzky did not stay with the same team for his entire career, but you can think of a few of those if you're a hockey fan, maybe more than a few. In the NBA, there is one and only one player for now who can say on the next opening night of that regular season, that sports regular season, I have been in the NBA for 10 years or more. I have been with only one team exclusively, and I remain with that team and will be there on opening night. Do you, and it sounds crazy to even say out loud who this person is because he's only in his early 30s. It was like it felt like five years ago that he was a superstar for the Davidson Wildcats and one of the darlings of the March Madness celebration for Bob McKillop. Uh, that was a decade ago. So Steph is 10 years in. He was drafted number seven overall back in 2009. So he has played 10 full seasons with the Golden State Warriors. Of course, he's never been traded, never played for anybody else. He's not going to be on the move this offseason. But think of this list now. Dirk Nowitzki was one of the longest tenured players in the history of the NBA for any single franchise, right? He's retiring. 
Russell Westbrook was that long-term member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He just got traded to the Houston Rockets. We learned that late yesterday. A guy like Mike Conley was only with the Memphis Grizzlies coming out of Ohio State. He just got traded to the Utah Jazz. And there are a few other examples, but they're, in each case, they're not with their same team anymore. The closest to Steph Curry would be another guy from our backyard. John Wall has been with the Washington Wizards for the entirety of his nine-year career. So this coming year will be number 10. Of course, he's injured right now. But that is a crazy picture, isn't it? It doesn't make me like the NBA less. There are a lot of old-timers who say, man, when I was watching Major League Baseball in the 1970s, most of the stars were with their original team. And you didn't need a scorecard on your way into the ballpark to know who was playing for whom. Well, that has changed even in baseball. But, you know, I got to see Mike Schmidt, one of the greatest third basemen of all time, he came up the ranks with the Phillies. He retired with the Phillies. He's been a broadcaster with the Phillies. I mean, that's truly a lifetime with a single organization even beyond your playing days. The modern-day NBA is really, really short on similar examples. There are only so many Dirk-type stories. There are only so many Tim Duncan with the Spurs-type stories. But when your longest-tenured dude is down to 10 years and it's 30-what-one-year-old Steph Curry – you are definitely entering a different dimension as one of the most popular sports leagues here in America. All right, spoiler alert from Wimbledon. Spoiler alert from Wimbledon. The veteran, Roger Federer, did take the first set 7-6 over Nadal. So, of course, it's a five-set competition for the men at Wimbledon. Federer takes the first set over the younger man, Rafael Nadal. If you did not know, first on the all-time Grand Slam men's singles titles list. This is the history of tennis, not just like the modern era. Roger Federer with 20. Second on that list is his opponent as we speak, Rafael Nadal with 18. Third on the list is the guy that whoever wins this one is going to play Sunday in the championship match. That would be Novak Djokovic, who has 15. Those are the three goats. They are all still standing as Federer and Nadal are underway in set number two. 1-800-849-2761. If you have a Red Solo Cup type song to nominate, now that we know ECU has joined UNC, NC State, I know UNC Charlotte has adopted a one-year trial where they're going to sell beer and wine. That is another public university here in North Carolina that plays high-level sports. So almost everybody is trying this out college sports events on campus with alcohol at more than just the luxury suites for the rich people. Good idea, bad idea. Opinions are, are all over the place. If we can have a an unofficial sponsor for the upcoming college sports season, maybe you have a drinking song in mind. 1-800-849-2761. More on the NBA, more on NC State versus the NCAA, more updates from Wimbledon. And the ACC network is now just a month or so away. It will launch August 22nd. Do you know how much money the SEC and the Big Ten network are making nowadays in a category where the ACC's number, at least for now, would be zero dollars, right? How many dollars have they fallen behind by having a 2019 launch rather than the SEC, which launched its network in 2014, or the Big Ten, which actually launched its back in 2007, 12 years ago. I have some pretty 
eye-opening numbers for you as we come back to your calls. 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the leaping prairie chewing on grass. This is the David Glenn Show. How do you spell barbecue? Well, folks around here spell it S-C-N-B. That's Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. You know, that tender, slow cooked for 14 hours every day barbecue the clean no additive just pepper salt and apple cider vinegar barbecue a low calorie high protein great taste in barbecue that can only be found at smithfield's chicken and barbecue break away from the everyday to smithfield's chicken and barbecue welcome back to the david glenn show Lines open are, are open for you. It is free for all Friday. We are following your lead, but only between guests. Tory Holt is live 20 minutes from now on all things football. He's headed into the College Football Hall of Fame later this year. He'll be at the 17th annual Bill Dooley Pigskin Preview a week from today at the Embassy Suites in Cary. Again, uh, ticket and other information available at nffbilldooleychapter.org. It is a well-attended event every single year. David Cutcliffe of Duke, Mac Brown of Carolina, Dave Doran of State, Mike Houston of ECU, and Trey Oliver, the new guy at NC Central, all will be featured speakers at that event one week from today at the Embassy Suites of Cary. Again, nffbilldooleychapter.org. Tory Holt, live in about 20 minutes on football. Stephanie Reddy, live in our third hour on basketball. You're free for all Friday questions, comments, and complaints right now at 1-800-849-2761. Beyond the actual sports and the Nadal-Federer updates from Wimbledon, we are goofing around with sort of a question of the day. Since ECU this morning joined State and Carolina and other public universities here in North Carolina in approving wider-scale alcohol sales at these college sporting events on college campuses, that was after, again, our state legislature lifted a prohibition against such things and just allowed each school to make its own decision the way it's been for private universities for a long time. I'm asking for theme songs to, as a backdrop to the upcoming college sports season. Does anybody on my staff, since we are representing all sorts of generations, did anybody know, as we come to your calls, an intern Christian will be here, the first voice you hear, 1-800-849-2761. Now, I took these during the break. Somebody voted for It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere by Alan Jackson. Not only am I a fan of that, Jimmy Buffett uses that song a lot, so I'm an even bigger fan of that. Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith was nominated earlier. Have a Drink on Me by ACDC. You all know how much I love that metal band. One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer, if we could pick just one Thoroughgood song. Did you know that Brass Monkey by the Beastie Boys is a drinking song. Now, either someone is trolling me and trying to play on my lack of knowledge of Beastie Boys lyrics, and frankly, I do know some Beastie Boys, but I don't think you're going to spill anything in the thimble of my knowledge of Beastie Boys lyrics, okay? I have been told that Brass Monkey, and somebody out there probably knows the correct answer to this question, Brass Monkey is like a low-level mimosa where you combine malt liquor and some sort of nasty ingredient to go with it. I didn't know that, 
But if that's true, and you're not trolling me, I will accept Brass Monkey by the Beastie Boys as one of the potential theme songs for the upcoming college sports season. Snoop Dogg has a gin and juice song that is well recommended as well. Old School, White Lightning by George Jones. Now that is multi-generational. Not even sure I can hear that in my head, but I have taken that from someone who described himself as an older listener. Whiskey River by Willie Nelson has been nominated. I think I've heard that song. And given the title, I will accept it as well. Tequila, just the background music, just the tequila background music might also work well. There's a nomination from the Dead Kennedys, that would not pass FCC muster, so I cannot say it out loud. It is too drunk to blank, and I'm not allowed to fill in that particular blank without risking large fines from the Federal Communications Commission. Garth Brooks does have a song that we all know, Friends in Low Places. That's a drinking song. Like, it's not in the title, but is it that a quintessential drinking song? You can add that to your tailgate this coming fall or spring at your favorite college sporting event. It's free for all Friday, so as, as callers and listeners are allowed to go a little bit off the beaten trail, the host is allowed to do that as well. Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett, perhaps the most obvious, especially given the nature of this show and my status as a lifelong parrot head. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket in if you can help us with that particular challenge of the day. Here are some numbers I promised before the break, and then we'll take your calls, then Tory Holt live in about 15 minutes here on the David Glenn Show. The SEC Network, five years after launch, and the Big Ten Network, 12 years after launch, both have somewhere between 50 and 60 million TV subscribers. That's actually a pretty good number. For those who don't know, the ACC network launches on August 22nd. The ACC has fallen behind. It's not the only league. The Big 12 and the ACC and the Big 10, or the Big 12, Big 12, ACC, and Pac-12 are three quote-unquote power five leagues that have fallen far behind financially the Big 10 and the SEC. There's a lot of why answers in there, but a lot of it has to do with TV money. And as sort of a subsection of TV money, generally, there's these conference channels. Well, if you don't have one, your, your dollar value is zero, at least in that category. And if they not only have them, but they're five years in for the SEC, you know, ironing out wrinkles, expanding distribution, et cetera, and you're 12 years in in the Big Ten with the Big Ten Network, they weren't profitable at all for years, now, the SEC did it so much better that they were essentially profitable right out of the gate five years ago. So for the Big Ten, it, it was a journey, losing money, losing money, losing money, breaking even, and then since then, the profits have been amazing. Remember, if you made a list of why Maryland left the ACC, number one on the list was TV money. It was not, we don't like the ACC anymore. It was not, we're tired of our rivalries with UVA or Duke or whoever. It was, the Big Ten already is making good money and have launched this channel that is headed in the direction of making gargantuan money, and the ACC's financial projections are not nearly as desirable as what the Big Ten is now putting on spreadsheet form. It's not like a hypothetical. It's if you come here, your annual payout from our conference is going to dwarf your annual payout the way you've been getting that from the ACC. So Maryland, and by the way, whereas I was not a fan of how they left the ACC, 
They, they truly looked in the and imagine making a promise while shaking somebody's hand and looking them in the eyes. I'm not talking proverbially. I'm, I'm talking about actually being in the same room, eyeball to eyeball, pledging allegiance to one another as ACC members while secretly negotiating with the Big Ten to leave. Now, I mean, you just have no integrity if that's what you're doing, so I'll never forget that part of that picture. But financially, they had a great point. And if money is the driving force, Maryland had a logical reason to do what it did. Again, I'm not a fan of how they did it, but the financial projections were undeniable. So here we are, the Big Ten network is uber successful. Here we are, the SEC network is uber successful. And a lot of people argue about these numbers, so don't stress about the fact that I'm using a blunt instrument here rather than a scalpel with the, you know, the minutiae details of the, these money matters. But think how quickly the gaps among Power 5 leagues can become canyons if you have enough years of what I am about to describe to you, if you have 50 to 60 million subscribers, again, the SEC and the Big Ten both have that for their networks, ACC launching August 22nd, and you get, let's just say, 50 cents per month per subscriber, the numbers come out to like $320 million a year. Now, the SEC is splitting that with ESPN. The, the Big Ten is splitting that with Fox, which is its TV distribution partner. But even after you split it, that's $160 million in revenue that your league has, and it's even more in the SEC, that these other leagues don't have. The Pac-12 network has not been a success. The Big 12 doesn't even have its own network, and the ACC is, hasn't started yet. If, if, you're, if you have a revenue stream of 160 to $250 million a year, and you have that revenue stream and somebody else in the same category is zero, what does that add up to after 10 years? How about, how about $2 billion with a B that you have over a decade that they don't have? Good luck paying your coaches and improving your facilities and retaining your coaches and keeping the fans happy when the team you're trying to beat, like Clemson's in the ACC, in-state rival South Carolina's in the SEC, if they keep getting whopper bigger checks from their league than you're getting from yours, over time, it matters. That's why a successful launch of the ACC network is so incredibly important, not only financially, but competitively as well. Tory Holt, live in 10 minutes on the David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand -to -hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.